This is Truth Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Thank you all for tuning in. If you are enjoying the podcast, we would love to hear your feedback. You can actually go on our Instagram, the Truth Talks podcast, and leave some feedback, send me a message or something like that. You can also email us here at the church at info at bellcroftbiblechurch.org. And that is all the announcements I have today. We have an Instagram. Yeah, we Truth, have an Instagram. Truth Talks Instagram. Yeah, Truth Talks Instagram. Man, yeah. I'll tell you what, man, we are cutting edge. Yeah, we, that's that's what we do. I don't even know what an Instagram is, but it sounds good. Yeah, well, uh, it's actually a social media site where people... Go. Well, people go and they are narcissistic. That's really what social media is all about. <laughs> That's really what it is. So what does that say about us? Yeah, it, we are narcissistic people. I will not lie about that. Uh, I have tried to uh, spread the gospel on my own personal uh, Instagram, and it's I, I get a lot of you know negative feedback, but I don't care. It's it's all about spreading the gospel. But and I just re uh, repost you know like Spurgeon quotes and all types of people, stuff like that. Well, the guy's voice that you heard uh, before I introduced him, which is, is what happens here at the Truth Talks podcast, I have to learn all of them how to do things, <laughs> is uh, Pastor Matt White from Bellcroft Bible Church. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing really good, buddy. That's awesome. And, you know, I, I would almost say that uh, today I have, for the first time, a, a co-host. Yes. And uh, the co-host would actually be a deacon here at, uh, at Bellcroft Bible Church. His name is... Uh, what is your name? James Douglas. Yes, That's his name. James Douglas. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm, just I'm your surprise co-host. <laughs> surprise. I just found that out. Yeah, he just came in from the rain. It seems that every week that we record, there is a uh, a thunderstorm watch. So uh, if you hear the rumble in the background, uh, it is that. And yeah, it, it always happens, it seems, and it's always raining. Thankfully, today I have my windows up. They're there up. and. Nothing is weird that's happening. So thank you for joining us today, James. No uh, problem. James actually doesn't even know what we're going to talk about. He just came in and sat down. Um, so Co-host. Yeah, co-host doesn't know what's going on, but that's okay. Uh, today we're actually uh, in, uh, we're actually going to talk a little bit more about uh, the Passions of the Heart uh, Bible study series that we have been uh, in. And uh, let me be very clear about this. If you live near the church and you are not in here as a man, you are missing out tremendously. And the reason why I say that is uh, not because of the fact that we are talking about things uh, that you really need to hear, but the fact that you are so close and you're missing out um, on an opportunity to fight sin is, you know, it's like my dad always say, you see a good fight, get in it. And we are fighting sin as much as possible. Um, obviously, I will want to give a little bit of a warning uh, that some of the things that we may talk about may not be suitable for our younger listeners. So this is real. It's going to be godly and it's going to be biblical. But some things you may just want to hold off introducing to the younger ears for a little bit. With that being said, let's get into it. So the fourth session, Pastor Matt, uh, was very, very serious, mm. and there was a lot of things that you talked about, um, and we are going to use a few terms that are a bit different from mm-hmm. what was actually used in the session. If you have not noticed, no, I'm not going to post that one online, yeah. uh, and the reason behind that is because of the content that was there. Uh, it is it is very serious, so we're going to uh, do a little bit of a different approach and talk about it here. Mm. 
the main subject was uh, obviously, um, you know, the the whole idea of uh, sexual, uh, the deep passions. Is it heart idolatry and deep passions? Is the name of the chapter. Um, I'm gonna let you talk a little bit, Matt, because I've been talking for a little bit. What was it about? Yeah, a big part of the uh, that chapter four was on habit habits mm-hmm. and uh, how habits are um, innate. It's a God, essentially. It's a blessing given given by God by which uh, mankind can form habits, mm-hmm. where we can do things by which we have little thought or no thought whatsoever. Yeah, like brushing our teeth, shaving. And uh, things that we do without even thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. Walking and chewing gum at the same time or whatever. And how we're able to uh, uh, produce and be effective a lot more because we can do these basically mundane habits that we form in our life Mm -hmm. by which we can effectively multitask at the same time. But the problem is because of our hearts being so sinful and so bent on self, our uh, natural inclination is to not form good and godly habits but to form wicked and evil sexual habits Mm -hmm. and uh, so the chapter went in and started talking about that and explaining uh just how scary and and realistic that is in forming those habits of uh, sexual enslavement or Mm -hmm. those habits that lead to sexual enslavement and so it's really really practical and really helpful and uh and so uh, we needed to be uh, we need to constantly be provoked at that level and uh, be reminded of how uh, deceptive, as Jeremiah 17, 9 says, our hearts are and how our hearts are constantly tricking us, constantly pulling us away Mm -hmm. from truth and even in the habits that we form. And a lot of times, even it came up in our class, a number of the men saying how they didn't even realize that they that some of the things they were doing were habits that would even open doors to uh, sexual sin and that's one of the things that the book's been really helpful for is showing how in the heart there are deep motivations that are deeper than the actual sexual drive Mm -hmm. that actually set the heart up or as the book would often uh, phrase it makes the heart even more fertile for sexual temptation Mm -hmm. and uh, and so some of those even come in our in our habits and so uh, we looked at, I took us at one point uh, out of the book and into the Word of God, and we were looking at First Timothy 4, 7, and what Paul calls Timothy and to do. He commands him to train himself to godliness, mm-hmm. and how what really Paul is saying is essentially build godly habits in your life. That's mm-hmm. literally what he's saying. He's formed these godly habits by which you're feeding yourself the word, you're meditating on the word, you're applying the word. But then we went over to Second uh, Peter chapter 2, and we saw really clearly where that same word, the Greek word for train in First Timothy 4, 7 is gymnazo. It's used over in Second Peter 2, mm-hmm. where it literally means um, gymnazo, but in the negative, where it's the false teachers had trained themselves, and the text says, in greed. And these were men who were uh, marked by sexual immorality. They were marked by deep uh, sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what Second uh, Peter is talking about, these false teachers who were immoral, wicked, vile men standing before the churches claiming to be godly, but they were anything but that. And Second and Peter 2 says they trained themselves their hearts, their lives in greed and covetousness, which is the core of all sin, but especially sexual sin. And so what was interesting there was we were wrestling with the fact that you can train yourself to godliness, 
by the Spirit's power, if you're a believer, that is, Mm -hmm. by the Spirit's power through the Word, through the work of the Word, but you can also train yourself to ungodliness, Mm -hmm. right, through your heart's natural inclination. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we talked a lot about that through through last week's study, and, and what you were referencing a minute ago was just how those sinful habits then get manifested, those sinful sexual habits in the lives of men, they get manifested in a myriad of ways mm-hmm. that is spiraling downward into yeah. deeper darkness. Yeah. Whether it's a it's a habit of constantly looking at a woman mm-hmm. as she walks by, right? That's a habit that men just form where it's like you won't you won't focus on her eyes, you'll focus on other parts of her body, right? Mm-hmm. And you won't just look away as you should if there, if you have uh, a sense that you're going to be tempted there, but you just are just prone and you've just formed that habit where you just stare. And, and it's like that that starts there, but it goes into places that are far worse and it just spirals to where you ultimately are uh, seeking to satisfy yourself on myriads of levels. Yeah, it the the thing that really, really spoke to me through this whole uh uh as i read was that uh the the young man frederick yes. in chapter four yes. yeah that was um, really helpful yeah oh my goodness that Dr. so Street, helpful yeah. yeah used as an example yeah. yeah and just so you know if you read through the book uh frederick isn't the guy's real name no uh so uh we don't know what and it doesn't matter what it is yeah. but what really matters is how he came to the uh, the conclusion of what his he was battling with. Yeah, what he was battling with was basically self gratification. Yep, and uh, with him uh, satisfying himself uh, mm-hmm. sexually, mm-hmm. Uh, it really uh, it, it was really more of an, uh, an idea of uh, who he was, and it wasn't from the fact that uh, he you know wanted to satisfy himself. It actually came from. Uh, some anger yes. that was deep within yeah. that he never really addressed uh, yeah. in a proper way. Yeah, he so, was yeah, he was ahead. he was driven by anger at, at his circumstance and even his life, his family life situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and here's the here's the habit, right? The habitation that started in his heart. So as a child, he was part of a of a of a really rough family, mm-hmm. and so he had started when his parents would fight and would be involved in in just serious deep conflict mm-hmm. for him he found solace in locking himself in a closet and reading comic books mm-hmm. as his way to escape mm-hmm. from uh from the uh, aura of the wickedness of the arguments and the fighting that was going on that was his habit of escaping from that mm. well that built within his heart and his mind this habit of getting away well, as he matured in uh, in the teen years and started dealing with all of the puberty and all of that that went on, mm-hmm. he started quickly realizing that those comic books no longer gave him that escape. Mm-hmm. And so he then took it to the next level and started uh, into pornography and then self-satisfaction, and, and yeah, which continued then on into his 30s as a married man because mm-hmm. that's how it works. And but But it was that anger. So every time then in his marriage, when when there would be a fight between he and his wife, Mm -hmm. he would seek to escape by getting away and Mm -hmm. satisfying himself just like he did when he was a child because that was his escape mechanism Mm -hmm. from not wanting to deal with that versus the biblical mechanism, which would be repentance, Mm -hmm. right, and confession and and killing sin rather than coddling it through uh, Mm self-satisfaction. And so, yeah, I mean, and 
you can see this multiple times in the scriptures. Like you take David with Bathsheba, right? Everybody knows about that sin, that immoral sexual adultery and murder and all that went on with David and Bathsheba. But long before you get to 1 Samuel uh, chapter 12 with David and Bathsheba, you have 1 Samuel chapter 5 where David is taking multiple wives unto himself, Mm -hmm. right, that he was commanded not to do. Mm -hmm. And you see him him building into his heart already habits Mm -hmm. by which is going to open the door for him to just take another wife Mm -hmm. that that isn't rightfully his. And so it's, again, the chapter was just so practical because is where the book is going, even in further chapters, where Dr. Street is taking us further down and down into rightfully fighting sin, is not simply on the surface and getting rid of your computer or whatever whatever that may be. It's getting into the heart mm-hmm. and looking at your lifestyle and saying, what is here? What is what is in my heart that is making making me more predisposed to impurity? Mm-hmm. Or even what seeds of sin have I not dealt with in my heart, mm-hmm. right? Um even I was even thinking of of uh, in my own children um, this week as I was reading through uh, chapter five and six and just thinking about in their life right the the uh, seemingly um, uh, habits that they have for their toys right mm. watching them being fixated on their stuff right mm. which is in and of itself is meaningless right mm-hmm. plush toys or or computer games or whatever it is, right, mm-hmm. that they consider theirs. But this fixation they have, for, this covetousness that they have for it. And I was watching them and thinking how they are, in their own sinful hearts, are building habits mm-hmm. of lust for mm-hmm. these things that, especially my boys, as they grow into puberty and start dealing with those hormones and that flame in their heart of sin mm-hmm. for the opposite sex starts to turn on, that habit is just going to turn in that mm. wicked direction. And mm. I'm watching that going, all right, I got to, I got to, as a good father, help them deal with those, those covetous thoughts over those simple toys now. Mm-hmm. And bef- don't wait until it comes to that covetous thought of self-satisfaction or whatever it is, but deal with it now, even as I confront their heart and point it out in their sin. Yeah. James, as a guy that's, you know, coming to the, uh, the Bible study every week. Um, what is your your idea of uh, what Frederick was dealing with? Like, how did that, what what spoke to you in that whole thing? Like, and I don't like to use the word "spoke" because I don't want to sound charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, what is your you know what 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 are your feelings behind it and, and what you've been listening and hearing? Yeah, um, Frederick, uh, you know that when got to the part where it actually revealed what his issue was and really the the baseline was anger mm-hmm. um you know I, I felt that that the uh, dr street really uh was was wanting to help him deal with the problem mm-hmm. and and you and also i think it states in the book too that he genuinely felt remorse for what he was doing mm-hmm. and he wanted to stop right um and until they reached that connection, um, you know, he he felt kind of lost, like not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, reading reading that and 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 realizing the 
you know, when we started in the, I think the first chapter talking about the complex nature of the heart Mm. and how interconnected everything is, even in just what Matt said, you know, being able to see how habits don't form, you know, overnight, but they start at a young age and they develop. And, uh, you know, I can't help but feel, well, this is hopeless almost, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that there's no, there's no hope, but being connected to the word of God and being able to, um, have men like Dr. Street, uh, you know, and even just reading that portion of the book, I just, I thank God because that is so helpful in being able to evaluate myself. And so essentially after reading that story, I began to think, you know, what in my own life, not just, uh, sexual sin, but you know, other areas of my life where things are interconnected that I'm overlooking and, um, and really, you know, it comes down to the training, the mm. the setting of the habits. We're not going to read this book and, you know, the next day be able to come up with a list of to-dos and be able to sanctify ourselves, you know, fully. Mm. And so I, I just came away from, re- with after reading that story, I came away with the understanding that I need to be more focused on doing that, less distracted with other things, more focused on building building those good habits. And, uh, and, and it was, you know... Obviously, it's it's comforting to know that you're not the only person that's complex. You know what I mean. So yeah. that's so that's a good. It was a it was a helpful story to read. That I think the other thing I really appreciated most was seeing biblical counseling at its finest level, where Doctor Street even himself goes back to the Word to reevaluate how he's counseling. He wanted to Absolutely. make sure that he was doing it biblically. That's it, and that he wasn't. Uh, you know. It drove Gonna, him into the work. The exactly. complexity of yeah. Frederick's yeah. issue drove him yeah. to the end of himself. Yeah. Dr. Street said, yeah. and into the word. I love that. Yeah. Point. Yeah. yeah. That was so, really good. What is, what is, what is very big to point out as we are talking is biblical counsel. Yeah. And, uh, the, the subtitle of it is biblical counseling for uh, stubborn sexual sins. The, the thing about this is this is not about anybody's thoughts or opinions. Nope. This is strictly from the word of God uh, as God, uh, you know, uh, inspired it to be written, which makes it so much one. It takes all the pressure off of uh, ourselves to come up with these ideas and these you know, solutions. Uh, but the other thing is that it makes us, like you just said, go to the word, yeah. see what it says. And uh, the word is not going to come back void and mm-hmm. empty. And, and, and that's what I've. I'm really, truly grateful for. Yeah, one of the things that we talked about last um, last session, last lesson, last chapter four, that I was driving was what James was talking about. I brought this up, I think, in every lesson because it, it is at the core of when you're going through a book like this, especially how well-written it is with Dr. Street just pounding the heart, is this reality of the hope we have in the gospel. Oh, yeah. Right? And I just keep driving it, driving every class because it is... Once you start to see yourself for who you really are, it is it is a hopeless sight. I mean, it just brings you to the end of yourself, and yep. it is very sad and scary, and honestly, it's hurtful, right? Mm-hmm. Because you realize, I, I am a wicked sinner, yeah. and, and, and it's good, but it also, like, we, we, we don't stay there. The gospel won't leave us there. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I was driving in uh, this chapter 4 was the Puritans, uh, it was actually Thomas Chalmers' uh, famous sermon on the explosive power of new affection Mm -hmm. and how you fight lust in the heart with love. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? It's a it, it, you you drive out the lust of the flesh with the love of Christ, mm-hmm. right? The, your love for Christ, which is driven by His love for you and the gospel, and so that reality of Thomas Chalmers in that famous sermon where he even talks about the whole sermon is about fighting the flesh and fighting the appeal of the world, and he even says. You can fight the appeal, your fleshly appeal for the world by showing how futile and and unsatisfying the world is. Like you can point to that and you can show that scripturally, but your heart is so wicked that won't convince it. Mm-hmm. That won't change it. Yeah. He says it has to only be through this fact that you go to the word and you grow in seeing how great Christ is. Mm-hmm. When you elevate Christ to where he is, especially when the Bible has brought you down mm-hmm. to where you should be, then that new affection, that new power, that new love for Christ yep. will overshadow any lust of the flesh. And that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And that's really where this is all going, Yeah, that we find our greatest satisfaction, our only satisfaction in Christ, or as the Psalm 1 man I was reading earlier this morning, that his delight would literally means his pleasure, his ultimate satisfaction was in the law of God. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be with us, that when all that we have and all that we are is tied to all that Christ is, then all of this starts to then make sense and starts to go away at the at the heart level yeah because christ fills it pushes Mm -hmm. it out and that's the ultimate fight Mm -hmm. the ultimate fight really isn't so so much killing sin though we do that it's making much of christ Mm -hmm. and in making much of christ you will be killing sin yeah and that's the pursuit yeah so um james you're the the new guy Hmm. today so uh (laughs) co-host Not new guys. <laughs> so in about three minutes, uh, James. <laughs> can you give us uh, the gospel? Yes. Um, so God created us for one specific purpose, and that was to worship him. And, um, and he created all things uh, so that those things might reflect his nature and his divine character and his, uh, his glorious nature. Um, and, uh, as man, uh, chose not to worship God, man sinned against God. Um, one disobeying his commandments and, uh, and, and through that disobedience, uh, man was separated from God. Uh, God could not dwell with a creation, uh, that is not holy, that is not perfect. And, um... And so man was presented with this problem of being separated from God. Um, And even some men, uh, they don't care that they're separated from God. Um, But God saw man in its its condition and and, uh, realized that man, just like we talked about, is is lost in their own way. Um, They cannot uh, get back to God. They cannot worship God fully um and so god came in flesh as jesus christ and uh, came as a man and lived a righteous life lived a life that was full of worship for the lord and uh and sacrificed himself as a uh, as a payment um one uh for our sin cuz the bible says that uh, the wages of sin is death and also he was a propitiation 
um, for uh, for our sin that that satisfies God's wrath, His anger over the disobedience of man. Um, and so through that process uh, of doing that, it, He presented us with an opportunity to um, to accept in by faith uh, to believe that Christ did this, that He came and He lived and He died, um, and that we if we confess our sin, if we tell God, look, we know we can't get to you. We know we can't uh, be perfect. We know we can't uh, satisfy your wrath. Um, But we know that Christ did on our behalf. Um, And you accept that and you receive that and you confess your sin, um, that God, the Bible's very clear that God is faithful and he will forgive us of our sins. Um, And that's the gospel. Amen. That's really good. You, actually stayed in within time i i yeah yeah that was god i appreciate that man (laughs) yeah thank you all for tuning in to the truth talks podcast uh we hope you all enjoyed it uh we will be talking about some more things coming up here uh but we have to also talk about uh a few things that has happened uh recently in current events and this is going to be a little bit of a zinger because it is actually a little bit painful to talk about a few things, uh, you know, you you'll understand why uh, I say painful because it is it's not going to be a good conversation. Um, a lot of stuff that's been going on, but we appreciate you all listening. Uh, like I said, subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate you and visit us on Instagram, the Truth Talks Podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Delighting in the Word that we might walk in the truth. Ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.